Welcome to Tuning Japanese. Tonight, a true tale of terror. Excel Saga, Episode 7, Melody of the Underground Passage. This Aesugi silken thighs. Oh, just a dream. Ah! Who in the darn hell are you? I'd ask where that third hand just came from, but I really don't want to know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wrong podcast. What are you doing? I'm sorry. All right. Well, your your voice isn't deep enough for that. Not at all. Oh, come on. I'm now, a- now, Bill said it right now. I, it might be plausible. Welcome to the Shadow Vein. Whoa, podcast. whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Wait, what? wait. I forgot. We're not doing Shadow Vein tonight. No, no. no. I is- never do Shadow Vein. Uh, once, once, once. Yeah. One line. I died. No, three lines, and you had a death scene. That's pretty awesome. Anyway, welcome to Tuning Japanese, podcast where three guys in their 30s sit around and talk about anime. Because I've got the spikiest hair, I'm in charge of doing introductions. I'm Josh. Sitting next to me, he's podcasting without hesitation, Andrew. <laughs> I never stop. No, you don't. <laughs> really don't. No. I really need help. And once again, sitting across from me, he's the Dungeon Master, Bill. <laughs> hey, Bill, I have a question. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I didn't want to bring it up because I thought it'd be kind of awkward, but, you know, you, you understood what we meant by Dungeon Master, right? Yeah, we were kind of going with a pseudo D&D kind of... I'm already your D&D Dungeon Master. Yeah, but, Bill, well, this is a little bit more... Marquee de Sodish in here. Would you call that a sex swing? I, <laughs> no, I don't that's know. a that's a torment noose. Oh my god! Oh dear god! Oh wow. dude, dude, dude. Uh, where does your head go? I I'm not sure. I got an instruction booklet, but it's all in Russian. Oh oh, oh god! My um, um no, Andrew, look over there. Oh, what's with those cages? Oh dear god! Um, those are nut cages. <laughs> Wait, oh. I was wondering why they were so small. Ow! Uh, like um, look, I, Bill, I maybe you were like hoarding mice in here, Bill. Whatever you and your wife like to do in your free time, that's cool with me. Well, my I, wife doesn't do any of this. You I, guys asked me to be a dungeon master. Well, so, well anyway. So anyway. I hooked us up. So how do you put this nutcage on exactly? No, Andrew, I, put that down. Oh, but you don't I, know where it's been. No. I have an idea. Russia. Russia. <laughs> oh, God. Can, look, look, Bill. As I said, I got, I got no issue with uh, what kind of fun fun things you want to do on hey, the side. Hey, but, I know what's fun. Excel Song is fun. Yeah, Excel Song is fun. Can we not do it in a creepy dungeon next time? You uh, asked me to be the dungeon master. I'm not really feeling comfortable in here right I now. I took care of it. Episode 7, we're moving along now. Episode <laughs> 7, 
Oh, we're going to get scars, physical and oh, mental God, from this, this is, episode. This is terrifying. Uh, episode 7, folks. Holy Welcome. Shit. Excel Saga, the melody of the underground passage. <laughs> it is an interesting story. You're all laughing maniacally. And it's, it's, <laughs> well, it's very terrifying. It is. It's, it's our horror episode. It is. It Indeed. Is. We're going to jump right into the review, or should we kind of talk about what's oh, been going on? Let's do our uh, normal little bit of banter, shall we? Shall we? Who wants to go first? I'll, I'll go first. I mean, there hasn't been a whole lot that I've been doing. Well, at the time of this recording, actually, the uh, Battleborn open beta is going on. For those of you who may not know or don't care... Like Bill. Battle- oh, that is. <laughs> is that anime? No, actually, it's a video game. Oh. We're talking about video games. Is, is it a- Fallout 4? No. Ah, son of a bitch! There's our customary slap! Oh, man. God, we're known for that. Dude, I think that was a half-power slap. Only 500 pimps this time. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about Battleborn, Josh. All right, so the Battleborn open beta is up, so I decided to download it. I've gotten a little bit of time with the game. It's it's not too bad. I think maybe once it's rolled out next month, it might be a really fun game. I enjoy 2K and Gearbox's uh, previous uh, outing, which was... Borderlands. I'm a huge fan of that series, and considering that these are the same people that created it, I went into it, and, I'm, and so far, it looks kind of Borderlands-ish, but with a bit more... Fun. Borderlands was fun. Is it first-person shooter? Yeah. First-person shooter, but you also have melee player characters. Okay. Like, I started playing with the sword slinger guy, and that's pretty fun. Uh, magic users, uh, people riding in big old mechs. I mean, you could choose a whole bunch of different characters. Sounds interesting. So... Yeah, I'm going to get a little bit more under my belt when it comes to this beta. Uh, probably go, yeah. go, I got a, one of our mutual friends, BJ, he's downloaded it as well. So we're going to probably sit down and play it. Uh, if I have a Twitch channel eventually, I might start showing it, but I oh. need to get that one going. Yeah. Maybe if someone who does have a Twitch channel well, you going. Mean, you mean twitch.tv slash lemon nerdboy? Yeah. Why don't you download this open beta and Maybe uh, sample I, it for the audience? I could, potentially. If there's any interest, let us know on the comments and I will check it out. All right. All right. Uh, Bill, you got any news for us this week? I did read a recent news story mm-hmm. that... Uh, Scarlett Johansson is cast as the main character in the Ghost in the Shell movie that's being made, uh, which is sparking some backlash. Of course it is. She always sparks backlash, no matter what she's in. Why is she getting backlash now? Well, she's a white person playing an Asian character, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, much like Gods of Egypt was an all-white cast. Is this an American production? It is. Okay. I mean, unfortunately. uh, Apparently, they've been testing some race reassignment software. What? CGI. What? Oh, Jesus. Uh, this is a thing? The story I read said they didn't do it to Scarlett Johansson and only did it to a background extra. But if they're tweaking with extras... Did they give them giant, like, anime eyes? I don't know. I think they went to more the uh, traditional Japanese look. Yeah, darkening oh. skin, oh. narrowing eyes, I, I, is what I assume. Right. I, so, uh, so did they say anything in the article about how well it turned out? They said it was only done on a background extra and... Didn't say anything about the quality of them doing so it. So it must have looked like shit. I, yeah, I don't like that idea. Not not Scarlett Johansson playing uh, Matoko Kusanagi, because I... She's major. That's the only thing they're calling the character at the oh, moment. Oh, just major, not, not Kusanagi? This, okay. At the moment. I get I get maybe, you know, some of the purist fans are, are flipping out, and they may be a concern that, okay, we've got it's... Ghost in the Shell, but people might be worried that it might turn into what happened with Speed Racer and when the Wachowskis got it. It's the whitewashing of, An Asian... of, of Hollywood. Yeah. You know, he, you put a white cast in Gods of Egypt. 
you cast a Japanese character as Scarlett Johansson. It's really the same old crap that Hollywood pulls all the time. So, okay, Andrew, well, what about you? What, what, what do you got for us this week? Because I know you're really excited. I am so excited right now, guys. Um, hey, but guys, guess what? Okay, what? I was at Best Buy, and I spent a lot of money on DVDs, which I haven't done since, like, 2007 or something. So and back in college. Yeah, and I bought, I spent, like, $100 on DVDs, but the one you thing... You give me shit about what I spent on whiskey. I Hey, one time... You give me shit about time, what I spent on whiskey. Hey, wait till you hear what I bought. <laughs> Actually, you know what I bought. Yeah. We watched it. Well, I know. Yeah. I hope you didn't pay $100 for that. No. Alone. No, I did not. I bought several DVDs. Okay. So, guess what I found, guys? We already know what you found. So I, tell, I know. Tell, tell the ignorant masses. What was it? Was it ladyboy porn? <laughs> you found that one time. Oh, Andrew found some Futanari? That, is a, that is a story for another podcast. <laughs> Maybe we'll do an After Dark podcast one Perf, day. Pervcast. Pervcast. No, <laughs> I found... Blu-ray that has one disc on it, but on that one disc, all 52 episodes of the Samurai Pizza Cats. <gasps> I'm going to be binge-watching for the rest of my life. So that means you're going to throw away that bootleg copy of the DVDs that you have? Uh, Andrew, get rid of the illegal material. I probably should. Uh, hey, Bill, you want illegal material? Okay. <laughs> This is my childhood. We've talked about it in episode zero. This I is... love the Samurai Peace Cats. And we sat down, and Bill and I, before we started recording this, we watched episode one. And Bill, I... it's been years since you watched it. What were your thoughts? The show is way weirder than I remember it. Yeah, what was the one reference that you said you can't believe got past Fox? Well, there was two of them. Uh-huh. The one I said I really couldn't believe was they said it's a orgy of destruction. I can't yeah. believe they got away with the word orgy before 8 a.m. on a weekday. <laughs> In the 90s. On network TV. It was network TV. Yeah. yeah. And uh, what was the other one? He said to the Ram girl, her pretty puss. <laughs> Obviously meaning her face. But... Obviously not meaning her face. <laughs> Obviously no. using that to get by the censors to think they're meaning her face. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're probably it's right. A, it, it's like the old uh, Animaniacs joke where they're dusting for prints or go find some prints and... Oh, uh, yes. Find prints. Dot, dots holding... Found him. Yeah. No, no, no. Fingerprints. 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 I don't, I don't think, think so. so. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean that that's still one of the or Rocco's Modern Life. Oh, but. Rocco's Modern Life, my one of my favorite jokes was when he was that whole episode because I think he, he was looking for a job and he was He was looking for a job, he did a sex line, and then he went to go help Mrs. Big Head with some odd that jobs. A, that was the latter episode. That Are you sure? Yeah, Are you that, sure? Yeah. Because I feel like he got paid in that. But anyway, yeah, like No, he in, got paid. To, in to that be... episode, my favorite part that got past the censors was she's mixing him a drink and literally has a jar that says Spanish flies. And and then pours in, and like then the joke is like there's literally little, little flies. mariachi yeah, flies. little mariachi flies. But I'm like, holy shit! How could they get away with no, that? The one that 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 they got away with at first, but then got pulled. Oh, was, was the heifer in the, the, the milk? That yes. was messed up. That yeah. got pulled pretty that, quick. Yeah, but I mean, I saw it when it aired a couple times before finally yeah. Nickelodeon went, "What the fuck?" Yeah, I finally realized, oh, that's a masturbation joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh, or when they're playing the board game called Spank the Monkey. Yes. Oh my god, Rocco cast. All right, so so modern life cast. So I, I I have to say I absolutely love watching that first episode again. I'm going to watch some more, and maybe at some point we'll do a mini sode where oh, we god, where we, we where do we do some... like a, an, an an episode of Pizza Cats and just Pizza Cats Roundup. Yes, uh, that's it. That's what's going on, and uh, I think it's time to get to the episode. 
Episode 7, right. Melody of the Underground Passage. All right. So we open with a man laying in bed, and a newspaper delivery comes at night, and it's just like, newspaper! And it flies and breaks the window. Right. And of course we know what the setup is going to be, right? Right. It's it's going to be a permission. It is. It's a permission slip. It is a permission slip. Koshi Richter gives his permission to turn Excel Saga into a gruesome horror film. <laughs> and anyone that reads it will be presented with a cute little pet. Oh, how terrifyingly cute. I can see, I see where this is going. Yeah. Yeah, you said it yourself. Terrifyingly cute. We get a room full of poochus and a <laughs> and a horrific scream. Right. I love I love the fact that it was pretty much like a reference to the movie The Ring or how it was known in Japan, uh, Ringu, where you watch the video and then you get the call seven days and then they die seven days later. Yeah, it was it was an interesting start. Isn't there a cell phone one too? Like you, I, mean, I know there was a call in The Ring, but. Wasn't it like a voicemail one or something? I too? feel like you, I think there was or a, yeah. a website. I think there's a lot. Of, I feel like, like there's a lot like of Japanese horror movies that are like, it was like terror.com. do this yes. thing and you are cursed. Yes, I think you're also Here's a poochie. Referring to yeah. uh, uh, white noise where like the ghosts oh, were on the internet. Well, the know, TV screens or whatever. Right. It was like the white. It was the, literally the white noise of mm-hmm. like the the static on the TV. Right. Of course, my favorite was uh, the Grudge. I actually kind of like The Grudge, too. I thought The yeah. Grudge was actually a, not a bad movie. I couldn't get into The Grudge because I spent the whole movie going, Get her, Buffy, get her! Paul <laughs> Giles! Yeah. Yeah, that was... I, I was surprised that, was that I liked little... it given that she was in it. But it was still... Um... Like, she was in a full-on, like, white turtleneck, like, Buffy hat on the show and, like, at one point and everything. Like, that was an episode right out of... Or that was an outfit right out of one of the episodes. Yeah, yeah I think it was probably not on like, purpose. Yeah. I was like, no, but, but I, yeah. think, I think we're getting a little far afield from Excel Saga. We could keep this on another cast. Slayer cast. Yeah. We could totally do. A, oh my god! We could do a cast that's just us making Andrew watch all of Buffy. I yes, we are going to do this. Absolutely Ludovico, fucking die. We, we that would Ludovico be exactly. Oh, it'd be me. It'd seven, be exactly the opposite. It'd be, instead of oh, me be having the other anime, it'd be you oh, having to go through slay, Buffy. Maybe at some point we could do an episode. Slay Andrew Cast. And if, and if we get a good reaction, then we'll think about it. Fans, tell <laughs> him you want to hear him talk about Buffy. No, please, fans. Please. He hates it and I he's wrong. So and I think that this would be a learning experience for him. Wow, 20 minutes in and we've already gone off the rails, guys. <sighs> Good job. So we open after our introduction. <laughs> ah, there we go. With blood falling in panels where they're introducing oh. different characters, Excel, Hyatt, and my favorite part, the other usual characters. The other usual characters. <laughs> it's, it's, it's great. They're like, you know, we've got too many characters to recap. Mm-hmm. We also get a recap of, again, which is how this how it always works at the beginning of the episode. They right. talk about what happened in the last episode. But this time, how did they get, get off the mountain? Yes, because remember, in the last episode, they were stuck in the avalanche to this time they got out because they were saved by a yeti yeah it must have been a nice yeti yeah, yeah, pretty, yeah. pretty awesome and then they murdered the fuck out of the yeti which and is so sold, sad and sold it for well it's in keeping of this they're the kind of psychopath they it's, are it's the giving yeti <laughs> <laughs> it's a little known book by shell silverstein oh Oh, so they wander down a hallway. I'm sad now about the Giving Yeti. They wander down a <laughs> hallway. That's a great episode title oh, so far. The Giving, giving Yeti. Yeti. Oh my god. So they wander down this hallway and they realize that they, when they give their salute, that the lights are just not on. And they both kind of do the whole, you know, awkward, super deformed, just kind of head, head tilted to the side. Like, to which Excel creeps up 
to the throne asking what's going on. She says, and this is something I noticed in this episode a lot. She said, Christu! Like, there's a lot of weird Japanese, like, pseudo-Japanese wording going on. And that happens later on where they add a ooh at the end of a word. Right, she does it a couple times. Maybe Um, that's a reference to the Ringu. I don't know. I'm not really sure. Maybe. That's not a bad idea. I don't know. But she goes, Christu! It's dark in here! And then... (laughs) One of the better parts of the episode, Il Palazzo just calmly clicks on a flashlight. And does the whole under-the-face flashlight scary thing. And Excel freaks the fuck out. She turns to stone. She does. It's like she gazed upon Medusa's face and turned to stone. Il Palazzo's just like, what the fuck is wrong with you, essentially? Like, why are you freaking out? Yeah, she usually does. Hyatt plays that whole trick, that whole skit of, oh, the lights are going to come back on. Because she used the Yeti for to pay the electric bill. I don't know. It's just funny to me. And, and it's humorous trying to play the creepy clairvoyance, and it's because, no, we just paid the bill. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 good play on that horror kind of idea. Yeah. Excel pops up, even though she's still made of stone, and talking and shaking, even though her lips are not moving. And it, Il Palazzo isn't having any of it of course. at all in this episode. Like, he's not even going to pretend to give a shit about her. He just pulls the rope immediately, and she and drops falls. Her. The, the funny part being that as Excel's dropping, well, Hyatt's actually prepared this time with a yellow umbrella. It's really adorable. Yes, and, and of course we get the customary big splash, water falling down, and yeah, Hyatt's protected. And, and Excel's like, you're so prepared, Hachan. Yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic. She saw it coming. Uh, so, Lord of Palazzo uh, is apparently surprised that there's some sort of counter-organization. Right. And as he says that, an alarm goes off. Ooh. Intruders at that gate. Now, if he were the leader of some huge organization like a cross who their entire idea is to take over the world, shouldn't he expect that there would be people out there trying to stop him? He is a blithering idiot. He is Lazy kind of, layabout. He is, yeah, he's kind of half-assedly trying to take over the world. True. And he, he does seem kind of actually like legitimately happily surprised like oh i didn't realize people actually cared enough about us to come after us he finds it like a kind of a fun moment um an alarm goes off like i said and we cut away to the three neighbors wandering down into the sewers followed followed by matsuya uh josh's favorite and i love her she is something else she she is pretty good and apparently they're down there to investigate the tunnels for some reason, they're not 100% clear on that. I don't well, what has Kabapu ever been clear on them on what exactly they're supposed to do? Right. They, <laughs> he, he just vaguely told them they had to go do training. Vaguely tells them that they have guns. And, you know, the only solid information they got was after they fired the gun and blew up a mountain. Why is he sending them to the sewers? Like, do you think that he really does know something is going to happen down there? Is he sending him after them after a cross? I think this might... Potentially, yeah. I mean, I don't... Although it's Excel and things don't make sense, that's the only logical path I can think. He either knows there's an alien presence there mm-hmm. or a cross is there. It would make right. sense if you go back a couple episodes, though, and you think about the episode where they infiltrate the building where Kabupu, or yeah, Kabupu is trying to get the different mayors on his side. The mayor, the vice mayor, yeah. Yeah, it makes sense because Excel and Hyatt were there. Right. And he has to know because he saw them. Right. I think that might also be a slight call out to the manga because in the manga it actually explains that Kabupu and Il Palazzo are from an ancient race and they knew each other. Wait. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not kidding you. I mean, you, what research I've done, I've done some research into the manga and apparently 
Lord El Palazzo and Kabupu came from an ancient civilization and were always at counter counter ends from each so other. So is that why El Palazzo has the cat eyes and Kabupu has a nipple on the back of his neck? Yeah. <laughs> oh, he snuck the nipple in. That sounded weird. Kaba, Never mind. Kaba, Never mind. Episode title. Kaba, <laughs> Kaba, yeah. So they're wandering down in right. the sewer for some reason. We don't really know. Yeah, we're gonna just go separate anime from manga though, like like the anime should be. It's doing. pronounced mungo. Manga. It's called. I think it's munging. Um. So oh, Iwata Iwata has a great line here where he says, "We're supposed to investigate these tunnels, and I have the spikiest hair, so follow me." And he just basically marches off. That seems legit from what I know. Yeah, I think so. Well, think, think about a lot of animes or video games. Oh, yeah. Like how the spikiest then, yeah. haired character, Goku, has the spikiest hair. You bash the stampede. That, that's where I was going with that. Yeah. 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 Well, Sorry to me steal your line there. Apologize. Well, it makes sense to, to elaborate on Bill because he just doesn't say a whole lot. Bill does, too. He's talking a lot this episode. Oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Also, also um, I think that summed it up. Might I remind you about the scrolling oh, cage? All right, so like, you, I mean, I mean, you'll probably have a lot of room in there, but Bill, okay. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Bill. Put the gimp suit down, please. Have you ever seen a Spanish pear? No. <laughs> and- Anywho, Excel and back to Excel and Hyatt. They enter a quote unquote security room, which apparently looks it's not for very me secure. No, it looks more like what we're sitting in—a torture dungeon of some sort. Yeah, I, I think Arsenal. Maybe really? an arsenal, uh, potentially. There's I a lot of weapons. I, I think I think they might have hired the Marquis de Sade to help uh, decorate maybe, their security room. Maybe, And uh, you noticed, you pointed out, Josh, that among the weapons, there's actually a broom. A really cute pink a broom. Pink hearts and stars. And yeah. Like. Quite and, a torture device. And a thing of golf clubs. And a thing of golf clubs. Which, by, I mean, if you think about it, golf clubs can do some damage. Oh, yeah. Casey Jones uses them. That's very true. Uh, they find a computer in here, though, aside nice. from the torture devices. And again, I love that it's got a Windows 2000 logo for the logon. It uh, definitely dates this anime quite a and bit. And yeah, how everyone hates Windows 2000. I'm surprised that the security system didn't crash then and there. Me too. Uh, we get a video of after they log in of the four intruders, little triangles on a screen. Yep. And they're again, really a con- call back to aliens. Yes. yes. Oh, yes, it is. There's Good a point. lot of aliens. Uh, I mean, th- this episode is very much. It, episode of aliens. aliens. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so, Excel and Hyatt are confused when they find a huge panel of buttons with the word trap with an exclamation point <laughs> above it, uh, and decide... Well, no, Excel, Excel decides that they're going to unleash the traps, they go to the panel, and realize that there's an issue. Yeah, all the buttons do not have labels. They're the, worn away. The la- yeah, the labels have been worn away. So, Excel just pretty much... In, no, in, this is a line that I like. Okay. Wow! Right. Oh! Wait. It's not me for once. Go for it. What a probability and fire it from the hip. Right. Nice. Yeah, in combat, you don't have time to think. Nice. I love it. And you just wad up a probability into a ball, shoot from the hip. Yep, and she does, right? That that wasn't a combat and thinking thing. It was just a fancy way of her saying guess loudly. Exactly, As Hyatt points out. Yes. And she pushes a button, and a gate falls in front of the four traveling down in the sewers. Right. Wow, uh, good guess. Yeah, it was a really good guess. So my thing here is they're not actually trapped. They could actually get in the water. We see a water knocked into the water before just fine and swim under the gate if they wanted to keep That's going. That's where turds live. <laughs> yeah, dude. Do you really want to... MP. That's where turds live. <laughs> this is where they tote the Mark II, the crazy gun, and a call to, again, to call back to aliens. Yes, because uh, the gun does resemble the design to the pulse rifles that are used in the movie Aliens by the Colonial Marines. It, right. It has that, that really cool design. And 
I'm just going to say this right now. I love the movie Aliens and all the references that they're mm-hmm. doing makes me happy. Me too. It really does. I, it's one of my favorites. Yeah. And, and maybe Watanabe was a, is a big fan of... Shinichi Watanabe, I should right. say. Right. Not the spiky-haired one. Yeah. Is a, is a big fan of the movie and decided to put that in there. Or it's it's, very it's well, iconic. Very well possible. Yeah. We cut back to Excel and Hyatt, who... Excel is so happy with herself. She's done something right for once. Holy shit, she does. Uh, the quote that I wrote down specifically was, Whoa! I kind of get a feeling of success. And Hyatt's line afterwards, just so deadpan, just how very wonderful for you. It's just, it's so cute. Like, I, I know she's like, being like, sincere. It's just, it's just so cute. It, it Deadpan, yet it comes off as slightly sarcastic as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. To which then she decides to press her luck and says, Hyatt, push a button without hesitation. Okay. It, she does. And my no, question. she doesn't say okay. She says without hesitation <laughs> she does she hesitates <laughs> and yeah. yeah she hesitates oh, which go. is a good little bit and then she pushes a button and my question is who sets up a button to lay off a trap in the room where you're setting off traps probably because you have somebody breaking in who broken into your security room is trying to take out everyone trying to flee the room they hit a trap button that probably was mislabeled on purpose therefore to murder them why well, you gotta add logic to it this it is a trap yeah, fair enough. It's a trap! So she... I just watched that last night, but anyway... Yes! Uh, Andrew, you make me so happy. Yeah, I love my husband. All right, so... Um, <laughs> so we we get... She pushes the button. A bunch of spears come down out of the ceiling. She dot, Excel dodges them deftly. She pushes another button, Hyatt does, and a big giant pan falls on her head. <laughs> Gotta love that Looney what, Tunes what, sort of thing. Well, what I love is, you know, the first time, you know, Hyatt apologizes and excels like yeah okay fine and then you know the second one hits and conks excel mm-hmm. and i once again i'm sorry senior and excels like yeah i'm sure yeah like she's just like i don't really believe i want to believe i want to believe that i believe was the quote uh we cut away to kabapu his one scene in this entire episode <laughs> which is one of my favorite scenes from the episode where he's he, contemplating he's contemplating he has this dramatic kind of inner dialogue with himself and during the dialogue his mustache is like twitching and moving. I love the fact that his mustache is alive and is a boomerang and is all of these different things. Utilistache. Utilistache, absolutely. Utilistache. He's talking with himself. He's tempted. He looks at the suit, the same suits that his men and woman were wearing as they went down to this job. And he said, I, 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 could, I totally should be joining them, but think of my age. But it gets the better of him. He decides... Fuck it. I'm going to put on yeah. I'm gonna put on the suit and I'm going to do it. He's a man this. of action. Kabupu's a man of action, he damn is. it. And the secretary wanders in as he's changing. I love the leopard print. I love the leopard print underwear. It's fantastic. Uh, thank you for noticing. You're you're welcome. And we get a very awkward moment ending with Kabupu crying on the floor saying it's not fair. Yes, we do get a view of the odd neck nipple that is on Kabupu. And he has a a very muscular ass. Like, it's it's so much. Of course you were looking at his ass. Of course I was. I was drawn in by the nipple. Of course you were. Nipples are awesome. Uh, back to the neighbors. Uh, do you have like one of those fetishes where you like to drink breast milk? Oh God, no! <laughs> I think I, does he have one that he's like oddly placed nipples? I saw this weird. I, I didn't want to bring. I'll bring it up maybe for a later like banter topic. But remind me to tell you about the Japanese sex suit that I saw on the Daily Show. Fucking weird. Whoa. Fucking weird. Wow. Alright, back back to it. Back to the neighbors. They they notice a strange ringing sound and a change of the air pressure. And while the boys argue, Matsuya is getting ready because she knows some shit is gonna go down. She Damn attaches a tether to the wall. She takes some oxy gum? That's a thing? 
Apparently. Apparently it's a thing in this anime. Apparently. I mean, it's not a thing. I, I would assume if this oxygun oxygum works, it either supplies oxygen to her body, either into her lungs or maybe somehow oxy- oxygenates her blood to keep her alive. <laughs> Josh is using big words. <laughs> I love it. Oxygenate. Yeah. Um, that was the assumption was that oxygum simply provides you with oxygen. Like you right. said, either either way. It's like in Final Fantasy 1 when you get the oxale. And you don't really explain what it is. It's just, it allows your characters to breathe underwater. <laughs> yeah, right. So it's the Final Fantasy stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, while they argue, they realize, oh, shit, there's a flood of water coming. Yep, they're fine. And that was from another push of the buttons. And uh, we cut back to Excel after they're swept away. And she's stoked. She's so excited. Everything is working so well until she notices that there are like 7,000 dots on the screen. Oh, triangles. Okay. Triangles, sorry. Triangles on the screen. We find out very soon what those triangles are. Oh, uh, yes. Soon to come. But first. But first. <laughs> but first. <laughs> <laughs> Water comes rushing into the room, which Excel and Hyatt are in, because they flooded the entire place, yep. and they're swept away. Yeah. Lord El Palazzo, on the other hand, seems rather pleased. Well, I think the joke is, because they're swirling down, Excel makes a comment about being flushed down the toilet, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then you just see Lord El Palazzo goes, that's better. <laughs> As a Poop joke. Poop joke. joke. Poop lives there. Oh, speaking I told, of... I told you that Excel mixed drink needed a turd floating in it. Oh. <laughs> Oh, callback! Good callback. Callback. Uh, speaking yeah. of triangles, the poochus. Uh, we 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 see Sumiyoshi is being led away by a pink poochu. I think this is the first time we've seen a pink poochu. Floating, a super glowing yeah. pink poochu that's even more adorable than all the rest. I think it has a heart on its head or something. It's it's super adorable. So Sumiyoshi chases this female Puchu, only to get some sort of disgusting white slime on his face, right? Which is gross. And then, uh, and then pe- pulls it away from his from his face, and his hand is literally covered in much more than was actually on his face, which is weird. To find and look up at a pair of jaws and a terrible, terrifying creature with a Puchu, that same pink Puchu, at the end of its tongue. That is a I thing don't... of nightmares. It is a thing of nightmares. I, I've always liked the idea of using like the anglerfish method. Yes. Of luring in the the prey and then something terrible eats them. Because I mean, you see anglerfish; those things are actually terrifying. They look. are. They very much are. And I I just love that callback because you see it sometimes in anime. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, some sort of monster using that method. Snappy and... turtles do that too. Do they? Oh yes, because they, they got they, they got wiggle the their thing tongue like, around. It kind of looks like a little worm. worm. Something goes for the worm, and then it's like. Bang. Nice. I'm a snappy turtle, motherfucker. The more you know. Iwata and Matsuya find themselves alone. Mats- oh. Matsuya successfully held on with the grapple, and uh, apparently Iwata yeah, apparently Iwata passed his grapple check. He just like clung to her. Yeah. When Iwata wakes up, he gets this weird face animations. I noticed like they, they flash like kind of an old school kind of anime look, and then right. another kind of weirder one, and realizes. <gasps> She's unconscious. She's unconscious, and there's only one person here to give her CPR. Because when I think of sexiness, I think of CPR. By the way, I think that's kind of a kind of a callback to. Uh, I don't know if you ever saw the movie The Sandlot. In, oh in, yeah, in the, the that's, swimming that's a pool scene where the scene. kid, where the kid, you know, feigns drowning. The, that's a scene, the though. Hot, I think that's a... in the hot 
Uh, yeah. Lifeguard gives him mouth to mouth and he starts making out with her. Yeah. I think he's hoping that's going to happen. I hope so. And I think that bit's been done in a lot of things. I think it's one of those overdone sort of. But it's still, it's, it's an it's oldie. It's a classic. It's an oldie but a goodie. Yeah. C- CPR is not that hot. No. 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 Something about breaking life. ribs yeah. that just seems like if you're not yeah. doing it with your penis, it's just, it's just not that important. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, agree. uh, before he goes in for the, for the kiss, Iwata says, Misaki's lips are mine. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, she wakes up. And there's a dramatic panel that he looks very sad and depressed and says, It's over. My summer. And my dreams. He's all emo because he can't rape. He, yes. <laughs> what is, this, this, uh, this anime is very rapey. Very Nazi too. Very Nazi too. We actually, we, we, uh, we missed that reference where she has a very unsettling tone in her voice, Excel does when she oh, talks about she pressing a button. P- pressing the button, she goes German. Yeah, she goes, she goes very Press German. Press the button! Yes. He starts rambling, Iwata, about her needing to share bodily warmth. And... All the while, uh, Matsuya is starting to do a uh, check of her body, making sure yes. everything's all right. At the point where she goes, fist, and starts cracking her knuckles. Oh, yeah, and then beats the shit out of him. Yep. I love the line where, as she's walking away, talking about the other two neighbors, she says, if they're lying limp around her somewhere, they'll need our help. As Iwata is literally laying like a pancake on the ground all, and he starts crawling away... Kind of like Hyatt in a way, but using his foot to kind of drag himself yeah, along. Yeah. Watanabe awakens and finds, of course, no shocker here, Hyatt. They just keep running into each other. He keeps finding her it, unconscious. That, it's, remember, it's that red string of destiny. It does. They're connected they, together. They're connected together. We get a romantic scene. He leans in for a kiss. Their lips almost touch. When a Poochu pops out of nowhere, and he just makes out with a Poochu. And I and love the, the scene. They both turn to the camera like, ugh, uh, gross. Yeah. Fantastic. Love Absolutely it. love it. Love it. Uh, that, that doesn't last very long, because we then cut to a Pedro scene. And out of nowhere. Out of, out of nowhere. And we get our Pedro scene in the middle instead of at the end this time. Right. Uh, we get that Gomez, who has brought home the channeler <gasps> from the last episode. Freaky-looking channeler, Yeah, too. no, like, if you look at the animation, folks, if you're going to go back and watch this episode after listening to this, look for the animation, the very first one where he's at the door, kind of far away. He looks ten times freakier. It was a stunning recreation of Whoopi Goldberg and Ghost. Nice. Uh, nice. There, I, nice, I, nice. Yes. Uh, so, he brought the channeler home who declares himself to be Pedro, your sexy husband. No, wait, not sexy husband. It is me, <laughs> your more. husband. Oh, your husband, Pedro. Now, I gotta step yes. in Yes, oh, go for it. I gotta say something. Yes. I think maybe that Gomez, not such a bad guy. You think so? I think maybe we've, it's been said from Pedro's side but you think about it. He's with this woman. He loves her. They're having a child together. Her dead husband apparently shows up through a channeler. Mm-hmm. And instead of being like, no, you're crazy. Or no, screw you. Goes, I'll bring you home to talk to your Aww, wife. Aw, that's a good way of looking yeah, at that. that. Yeah, yeah that would be a good thing. But here's a question. Where the fuck's Sandora? Soccer know. match. Soccer? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's explained later. Oh, well, then I wasn't paying attention. I don't remember that. Oh, I remember that now. We'll get to that later. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Such a good guy. Just keep watching. Not about that. Yeah. Spoilers, guys. <laughs> no. Spo- no spoilers. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, that oh, happened oh, in this episode? No, not, it's not in this Oh, then episode. I don't fucking know. <laughs> it's like, keep watching the damn show. That's why I mean, keep watching as in the show. Keep listening, folks. It's a, actually, that's a good episode, too. I yes. love that well, episode. Those are a lot. my initial thoughts. Well, it was a good thought. Yeah, I liked right. it. Thank you, Bill. Yeah. Right. No, it, it is. It is. I'm contributing. <laughs> no, that's fine, and I'm just st- stomping down on your dreams, like an Awada does 
to Watanabe. I, I don't care that much. Pedro's sexy wife sees and listens to Pedro talk and realizes that it's him and screams out in shock. Shock! Literally, shock. Yeah. She she is screaming her blocking. Over and over again. Over and over again. It's like, yeah, that's some great acting! It is. And we cut to, we have the, we have the, the, mid, cut, the card. cut card. After the cut card, she says, I say again, shock! And we come back and she just cannot stop saying shock, shock, shock. And Gomez's head is like lolling back and forth oddly. It's a pretty cool scene. You it, should just watch is, that. It Visually, it's a really good scene. While the while Pedro's trying to explain to his sexy wife. But she's having none of it. No. She says that he no longer exists in her heart. That is cold. Oh, bitch! That's cold. Yeah. Cold bitch. Absolutely. And we get one of my favorite lines again. I know I say this all the time. Pedro, when he realizes, says, this cannot be! Because Pe Pedro's actual form as a ghost pops up above the channeler, and he goes, this cannot be! Pedro is crying twin, twin waterfalls! waterfalls. It's amazing. At it's which amazing. point, the sexy wife brandishes the fly swatter of exorcism! Yes. And she goes and just basically beats and scares him away. Yep. It's amazing. To which then we cut... Well, we don't cut quite away from the scene yet. Gomez tries to comfort her and says, Come, Gomez will comfort you. And, mo and probably my favorite line <laughs> from the entire away. episode. They start walking away. She says, But it's the middle of the day. <laughs> Dude, haven't you ever heard of a nooner? Uh, nooners are great. Yeah, uh, so, are. Excel is lost. And she can't find her way back. She starts talking to herself when she's followed all of a sudden by a horde of Poochus, which I love the fact that she doesn't really react. She just gets frustrated and goes, oh god, it's Poochus. Like, she just, like, she's just she's, so used to it. She's seen them so many times, she knows their powers of cuteness, and she still doesn't give a fuck. No, she doesn't. She it. really, she's one of two characters that we'll see. Yes. That, I guess it doesn't really work on the female characters. Good point. Because, because we never Hi see Hyatt react. Hi 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 the only thing we see, the only thing we can say that maybe Hyatt could potentially be affected by is the fact that she was on the ship originally with the Poochus, and we don't know, like, she's called the princess, but was she captured by the Poochus? Like, we never find out what yeah, happens then. We don't know what that means at all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just a bunch of Poochus. So she's frustrated, she runs away from him, uh, there's a chase scene that happens. Uh, <laughs> they're chasing me! Excel is being chased by a horde of Poochus! Acceleration! She shouts. She, she, she does the high knee super speed move and then she becomes a rocket yeah. and then she falls yeah, she <laughs> because really... that's what happens and I, I love the one of the lines that I really enjoy she's falling and this is like her third time falling into a pit in this episode I guess and she goes do you like watching this lovely gr young girl fall you do alright yeah it's just so <laughs> amazing we cut to Iwata and Matsuya Iwata basically brings up that whole plot from horror movies where he says, hey, you know what? This yeah. is like that scene from horror movies where if you're walking around with or, your no, with, with significant couples, other... If a couple gets separated. Uh, it's just, okay, it's a scene where the, the couple gets separated that that's when the monster shows up and he... Gets his shit kicked out of him again. Oh yeah, knocked into the water and says, well, good thing we're not a couple. So, at that point, after he crawls out of the water, he's then attacked by a horde of poochus. Is it really attacked when it's so cute? Mm, he does say something along the lines of, Hey, don't bite that. Don't, don't pinch, pinch me that. there. I want to eat them up, but I'm the one being eaten alive. At which point, Matsuya come. Well, actually, first, Matsuya notices that yes. there's a whole lot of torture equipment floating down the uh, tunnel. <laughs> like yes. somebody was expecting the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> 
Spanish Inquisition. Yes, so we have that scene where she sees all those and she picks up one of those items. And out of off screen, we get a spiked ball on a chain that smashes a Poochu in the head. And this Poochu says, oh, the shot at some bone. It's <laughs> fantastic. Now, I want to point out, this is something that we haven't really been able to touch on. But with this episode and the high Poochu death rate, I did read that when the Poochus die in the American version, they were emulate the voice actors were emulating Saddam Hussein. What? <laughs> yeah, that that's supposed. That how supposed did you to even know like, to tell that? I don't how, know how Saddam Saddam Hussein. <laughs> Sodom. 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 And Gamora! Yay! Sodom E. All right. But how. That's, uh, a, ter- that's a terrible 90s era porn. Sodom Hussein. Ha! <laughs> I bet. Hussein! I bet it exists. Hussein! But yeah, I read that somewhere that they were. They decided, well, back at the time, that was the late 90s, uh, Saddam Hussein was still in power. He was still alive. And a lot of Americans didn't like him. Operation Desert Storm. Oh. Desert Storm. Nice. Operation Desert Porn. Desert porn. I like, oh, I'm sure I like that's that. There. That's perfect. But <laughs> why not emulate America's greatest enemy at the time and uh, have him keep dying over that's, and over? That's a good point. He faces off against General Pants Off. Oh, that's. While Bill yes. is casting his new porno. He is. Iwata thinks that she's doing this to help him in the name of love. Then he kind of sees the murderous look in her eyes. And he's realizing that he's going to get his ass kicked right there with him. Yeah, we cut back to Excel, who is falling, 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 and lands on her feet to where we get a... She sticks the landing. She sticks the landing, and we get scores. Ten points! Ten points! Ten points! Ten points! Zero! You suck! Then, and she, then she falls, falls on her over. face. It's amazing. She didn't stick the landing. No. And, uh, Damn Russian judges. Yeah, they're terrible. And she, you hear a familiar voice. <laughs> yes, Hyatt is there, and she's covered in some disgustingly gross white goo. Buckets and buckets of jism. Smigma. Oh, <laughs> Smigma. Oh. I-, I love um, how Excel describes Hyatt's voice. That's a uh, what is it? A whisper that is near death. Uh, yeah, it's, it's so it's so fitting. Such a fitting description. In the background, we see th- there's a creature, something scary looking. Surrounded by Poochus. Excel then decides we need to get the fuck out of here, so she tries to bust her out. She does with her patented. Her patented Excel chop! Excel kick! And, and, well, well, I just love the sound effect of the Excel chop is, is just like a. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's a really soft sound. Yeah, so, so she does the uh, Excel chop, the Excel kick, and I know we've had, we're still trying to figure it out. What was it that we decided? I uh, don't even full remember throttle now. Attack. Full throttle attack. And she just starts headbutting, headbutting it. it. And all of it's to no avail. I wonder if that scene is a callback to Sailor Moon. Like the uh, Sailor V kick was an attack that Sailor V used. Uh, Sailor Moon actually had an attack well, once where a, she... It's a lot of anime tropes that people telegraph their attacks by actually calling true. out its, it's name. True, it's true. It's not like just Sailor Moon uh, yelling attack. Well, yeah, Hadouken. but like very specifically like the like calling out kick, you know, right. as, a, as a move. I remember that very vividly in Sailor Moon. Well, that, yeah, so that, that's not an uncommon thing. You see it in, in anime. Like, uh, we get to Gurren Lagann, you see it all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Meet, calls, eat, telegraphs, and, and you know, punch or... <sighs> Back to Watanabe, <sighs> who wakes up encased in goo himself. He wakes up thinking about Miss Ayasugi's hmm. silken thighs. Whoa. Yeah, wow. yeah. It's one of those dreams. I miss it's, that. It's it, kind of yeah, dirty. it makes sense why he's covered in white stuff then. But anyway, <laughs> uh, he instead of finding Pew, Miss... Poochu Spew. Yeah, instead of finding Miss Ayasugi... Poochu Splooge. He finds Sumiyoshi attached to the wall next to him. That's and not really Sumiyoshi. Oh, it's though. Sumiyoshi. Really? Because it... 
he, far more thin and handsome. Yes, I think he even says something like, you're not ugly enough, which right. is really mean. My favorite... Even this text is too formal. It is. And my favorite moment, not necessarily line, my favorite moment is when... He looks so pretty now, Sumiyoshi, because as we'll find out in a minute, he was his energy was sucked away from him and thus changed his body. It, they they uh, drained away a lot of his mass. They did. No, they said his essence, his energy. Yes. Oh, fair so apparently his energy is fat and ugly. Apparently. Wow. It's like the polymorph in... In Red, Red Dwarf. Dwarf. It is like oh, the polymorph. wow. Nice. Nice, nice. reference. And I don't want to be Dwayne Dibley. I don't want to be Dwayne Dibley. <laughs> um, so in this particular scene... One of my favorite things is we get the sparkly kind of like pretty boy face, face, and, and the and the and the sweeping head. of the hair. But both of his arms are encased in puchu splooge. Yes, and I love Watanabe's line of "I would ask where that other hand came from, but I really don't want to know." It's yeah, amazing. I, I, I love I love how that you know they totally rip into that whole the pretty boy br- brushing the hair aside and. It's, what the fuck? Right. What the fuck? So we see the Puchu monster give birth to... Another Puchu. Another Puchu, which is disgusting. But it's so cute! No, here's what's cute. We then see a Puchu, Puchu. version of Sumiyoshi walk with, with by. With the sunglasses and the, and the glower. Made, made out of his jism. Yes. And it was amazing. And it, oh. even, it even has text when it says Puchu. It does. Watanabe asks Sumiyoshi how they did it. And Sumiyoshi blushes, brushes his hair aside, and says it was some sort of irresistible force. Gross. Yeah. Gross. And then Sumiyoshi then begins to explain that they will uh, draw their life force in very quick text uh, succession. So, I mean, if you're watching this, you may want to uh, pause it. You can. You can. Or Watanabe sums it up. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. That they lure them in with their darlingness and only to draw out their life energy to create babies. Right. And so he freaks out for a while, and then a spiked ball to the rescue as Matsuya shows up and declares these creatures have illegally occupied a city sewer. That makes destroying them the job of civil servants, which makes absolutely no sense. Wow. And so they went to college for that? I No. Remember? Watanabe lied. I thought Watanabe did say he went to college. I don't remember. I, I, I don't know. Bill? Is that guy or other guy? That's guy. Oh, okay. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> so a battle breaks out amongst the Puchus. They're killing Puchus left and right. Sumiyoshi can't kill his own Puchu, though. That's too cute. It's okay. Because, thankfully, Watanabe's there to help out and breaks his neck and Kicks with, with a kick. And, 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 and I'm still not sure if he says Puchu it in the head or boot chew it. I think he said Puchu it. Puchu it? Yeah, I think so. So, when Sumiyoshi's double, the Puchu double, gets booted, uh, Sumiyoshi actually gets turned back to normal. Pretty awesome. Sucks for him. Yeah, right? I mean, he, he gets put back to normal, but he's no longer pretty, which... You know, whatever. He's he's comfortable. More apparently yeah, eloquent. I, I think he seemed more happy to be back into his original skin. He did. He kind of grinned there. There's a little yeah, bit of a grin. There's a little bit of happiness. Uh, when he gets when that Puchu gets hit, I love. There's a line that's, "Oh, me die right away." <laughs> Fantastic. The pink Puchu then tries to trick Matsuya, oh. and this goes back to our theory earlier that we mentioned. Yes. Because it doesn't work. Instead, she says, "Oh, it's so cute," but thankfully, I don't like cute and. A giant cuts it, axe. Cuts it in half with a double-bitted Out of axe. nowhere. Out of fucking nowhere. Like, where is she keeping this goddamn axe? Over there. Over there. <laughs> and it pisses off the alien. And that thing goes nuts. And we find that Hyatt, at that point, we find out Hyatt is actually attached to its back. And wanted to the rescue! Yes! He comes falling out of a grate. 
and with, with the Mark II with rifle. With the Mark II rifle, but Wada X Machina, yes. Except not really. Oh, Wada's too. He gets beat pussies out. Yeah. He he sees that like there's a giant terrifying alien, and and let's 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 be clear. The design of this is also. Once again, going oh, back yes. to the very much aliens, aliens, and looking like the alien queen. It, instead of firing himself, Matsuya pulls the gun off of Iwata's back. She decides she's going to use the gun, but before she can, a huge rush of water comes in, and we instead of a Iwata ex machina, we get a Nabashin ex machina. As we cut away to Nabashin, who's standing in front of all the buttons and makes some statement about how there was no other choice. Right. And he's and that it had to be done. I think maybe the director was making a statement that they had written themselves into a corner almost Oh, that's a good idea. And he had to flush the project. Ah, I thought, I was kind of thinking along the lines of, I haven't been in this episode yet. I'm kind of egotistical. I'm going to save the day. I'm going to save the day. He saved the day a few times already, so that also makes sense. It does. I don't have an opinion. I was starting to drift out at this point. All right, fair enough. (laughs) So it's okay. We're almost at the end of the episode. We cut away to a picture of the city of F that is underwater. There's a news report about how there's somehow no deaths, even though the entire city is like like 50 feet underwater. Iwata emerges from the water, and... (laughs) Well, you know, they were commenting on how... That the water must have killed the the monster. Must have. And yes. Iwata pops up out of the water, and they freak out thinking it's going to be the monster, to the point where Matsuya actually pulls the trigger of the Mach 2. Without but, hesitation. No, there's hesitation there. I want to argue this. There was hesitation there. Like, you notice, like, Watanabe does say, like, wow, you actually pulled the, the thing without hesitation. There is a visual representation of recognition that that is a Wada. I think she's just using it as an excuse because her line after was like, "Oh, you survived." <laughs> I think she I, she meant to blow him up. I'm not going to completely argue it with you because it is within her character, considering that she is so sick and tired of a Wada's bullshit. Yeah, it's but at very, the same again, time, I wasn't it's... kidding when I said I'm starting to drift out at this point. <laughs> I don't know, but he seems unfazed by the whole thing. She could have just. Shot and killed him. He's and unfazed. He is, he is completely... He's all about the Awada-Matsuya pairing, and maybe he's a glutton for punishment. He, maybe he likes it. Maybe he's Behold a, the power of boners. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Fuck. Uh, we cut to Il Palazzo. Usually. Uh, yeah. Yes. Who's actually kind of praising them a little bit, and, uh... They've actually succeeded They've in actually succeeded in the test. They've done what they've needed, kinda. I mean, it was, it was Nabashin, but really they did a good job, honestly. Well, they took the credit. So the base is totally flooded, and at the end we get a scene where the Poochu, Pink Poochu, comes down from the ceiling off, from the tongue in the mouth, and he's, she's pasted back together, like taped together. I love it. And just Poochu! And we get... The failed experiment and falling blood. And that is the end of episode 7 of Excel Saga. The melody of the underground passage. What do we think, folks? We're going to start with Bill. What did you think of this week's episode? Well, I am a fan of horror. Mm-hmm. Um, I, too, am a fan of aliens. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't... I'm not sure why I signed on this project, honestly. It, it... <laughs> oh. You're slowly eroding Bill's will. It, it's, uh, it was there. I laughed a few times, I suppose. Yeah, you had a favorite line. I yeah. had a favorite line. Again, nothing was really explained or resolved or... Yeah, it was yeah just you got a good point there. Some shenanigans, and then it was over. 
That's true. I'll go next, uh, and then we'll, we'll end with you, Josh. It, it's, uh, I kind of in the, I'm in the middle of where you're at, because I felt like this episode, while, while it had some good moments, it did just kind of feel like, oh, yep, there's some more poochus, oh, it's over, what really, what did we gain from this episode? We, we kind of already saw the established relationship between Awada and Matsuya, but there were some good parts. I thought that the Pedro bit was good. I, you know, I just now noticed this is the first episode we've had without any mention of Menchi. Yeah, there was no. There was Menchie. no Menchi scene in this episode. Yeah, this is the very first one without Menchi. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I thought that there were some definitely some very good moments. But for me, what I really love about Excel and why I chose Excel were the completely off the wall goofy things. Things like Love Puny. You know, the, the episode we already reviewed where it's just bonkers. It's mm-hmm. absolutely bonkers. Mm-hmm. And this episode did have moments of that, but it also had uh, a plot. And I do enjoy horror, as you know, because of the Shadow Bay podcast. Which you didn't used to. Which I didn't. I didn't. All through high school, you were not the horror fan. I was not. And here I am running a horror podcast. Right. right. It's strange. It's a strange thing to note. Uh, so yeah, it is. Uh, it was a, an okay episode on my part. I enjoyed this episode. I, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna be the uh, other end of the spectrum here. I actually really enjoyed this episode, not just for the aliens reference or, or the fact that we were making fun of a bunch of horror movie tropes. Um, I enjoy it because it creates a situation of tension between Across and the Department of Environmental Security, Kabapu's group, even though it may have been. On the outside, kind of a haphazard, thrown-together encounter, maybe Kabapu does know what's going on and wants to stop across, and we're starting to see that, but they got thwarted, and I use air quotes, mm-hmm. because by across. Yeah. And so, so we're creating more of this, what eventually will become kind of a, I don't want to say a climactic battle, because that would in- imply a huge thing, but... A resolving showdown. Yeah, this is later like, in the series. Once once they really get into the overarching plot. Yeah, this is no like the ending is not going to be like cl- uh, crystal clear destiny from like Sailor Moon or anything or like those big climatic episodes where something happens. This is just going to kind of be. But still, you're right. There's going to be. It is building. I think in some ways that I don't know that expectation. I think right. of like we've got someone to go against the cross. Right. So that is a good point. Exactly. You know, we're starting to see that they are a, quote-unquote, viable threat. Absolutely. And, yeah, you know, you, you see a little bit more char- character development between Awada and Matsuya, and it's, you know, once again, what we saw in the previous episode, Matsuya just kicks the shit out of Awada because he just wants to bone her, or maybe he's just a glutton for punishment and maybe. a severe masochist. But it's also, I also like the episode because, actually, for once, Excel succeeds yeah for the most part you know deploying the traps helping helping to flush out the intruders yep literally flush out the intruders granted that was not machine but you know excel actually did some good yeah she did i would agree with you you know she's not a complete incompetent no definitely not and yes the alien references i i just love it so much fun and I'm a fan of horror as well. I'm not a huge fan as I used to be, but I still like horror, and I like the let's make fun of these horror trips. You know, the right. whole, when a couple goes off together, that's when they find the monster. He gets the shit kicked out of him. Yeah, I think yeah. That, was, that was great. So it sounds like we have each a varying kind of part of the spectrum when it comes to... Almost our, diametrically opposed? In a way, so... I think we average out to meh. 
in the end, I mean, it's not the greatest. Yeah, when yeah. you when you compare it to some of the other episodes that we really did like a little bit more, some of us liked a little bit more. <laughs> we, yeah, we, some of us liked a little yeah, bit more. Yeah. It, it does fall a little flat, but I it do does. agree there are some good points like that you brought up. Yeah. So I believe that does it, doesn't it? Holy shit! Holy okay. cow! Seven down. Seven down. Oh, Bill, here's some good news for you. Twenty-one yes. to go. Your math is way off. <laughs> I think there's only twenty-five <laughs> episodes in this series. Twenty-six. Okay, well, so your no, math, no, no, you're, you're right. Your math's still off. Your math's okay. still off. Yeah, math is way off. Uh, seven down, twenty. Nope. Wait, wait, wait. It's a teen. Wait. <laughs> well. Well, it's not the first time you've ever said that. Eighteen, <laughs> 18 to go. Sorry. If it's, if, it, yes, if it's twenty-five episodes, we have eighteen. If it's twenty-six, then we have nineteen. We didn't edit that at all, folks. That really took up that long. <laughs> Can you I, imagine playing D and D with this guy? Yeah. I don't math well. <laughs> That's why I sit next to him when we play D&D, so I can help him count his dice. Uh, so... Hey, hey, I'm not that bad anymore. It's uh, been a long week. It has been. I've been training people all week. Yes, I I do that every day of my life. I, well, you're, you are... You are more acclimated to it. This is, this is a once in a blue moon thing for me. That is true. So, uh, any, any parting words, folks? Well, I just want to point out that this, I think, is the last of these episodes I saw initially when you had this anime. Oh, yes. I don't think I've gone any farther. So all of this will be completely new to you. Oh, yes. Man. It's already been pretty much new. I don't remember it. Mm-hmm. But now we are going into completely uncharted territory. Oh, me. man. And you have the next review, and Andrew and I know what the next episode oh, is. Oh, This yes. is going to be interesting. <laughs> so, yeah, this next episode, Bill, just to kind of give you the warning, uh, or to kind of give you an idea of what it could possibly be, Andrew. Increase ratings week. Right. Yeah. And you're going to, yeah. I think you'll enjoy it. I okay. don't. I think he's going to look at it and go, what the fuck? I, it's, it's actually, even though you guys know me very well, it is honestly still one of my favorite episodes from the series. <laughs> It's really, it's, it's really great. No, I don't mean that. Oh, in, wow. No. It's one of your favorite episodes. No, I episodes don't mean that in an eye-rolling sort of way. I mean, like, like this episode we watched, not really one of my favorite episodes we talked about today. Right, right. Next week's episode is literally probably in my top five of episodes because it's just, it's, it's written. My, it's my meh call I love this next one. It's, it's, it's so ridiculous. Just it's so ridiculous. Just the subject matter of it and, you know. So weird. <sighs> oh, Lord. Yeah, and you're going to go, wait a minute, Josh thinks this is meh? Oh. But anyway, well, that does it. That does it. That does it for this terrifying episode of Tuning Japanese. It does. Once again, because I have the spikiest hair, I'm in charge of the introductions. I'm Josh. We've already been over this. Pubes don't count. And the conclusion. I'm podcasting without hesitation. My name is Andy. And I'm your dungeon master, Bill. No, Bill. No. 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 Give me a... I don't want to wear it. I don't want to wear it. He's talking about deodorant, folks. That's all I pulled out. <laughs> Later. Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. To find out more about the show, visit tuningjapanese.com. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, on Twitter at tuningjapanese, and Tumblr at tuningjapanese.tumblr.com. You can also send us any questions, suggestions, or feedback by emailing the show at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Be sure to also leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. 
you liked our show, check out the other programs in our podcasting network, including the Shadow Vane Podcast and the Rundown Wrestling Podcast. why across headquarters is connected to all these sewer passages to begin with, or exactly who I'm talking to. Damn, it's just some poochies. Well, they probably won't 